0: To another episode of Sharing with Shamma, I am so grateful to uh, record this episode once again. I have a guest on the podcast, and this is my actually my old boss, mm. Miriam yes. Johansson, and also colleague and friend. Mm.
1: Yes, yes, welcome. I'm super happy to be here. Very grateful um yeah. very grateful to all you out there also spending your precious time to sit and listen to whatever yes. we might
0: come up with yeah it's amazing mm. that people actually take the time to listen mm. it's
1: is. wonderful it's wonderful and we have
0: a beautiful day in Stockholm it's been snowing uh, <laughs> hail and sunshine and it's been warm and ice cold at the same time yes and I'm on my bike, and we are in your beautiful apartment in the old town. In old
1: Stockholm. town of Stockholm, yes.
0: So who are you? We're going to talk today, I'm yes. going to say, we're going to talk about identity and identity crisis, and what is that, and what's true, mm. and what's an illusion. Mm. So who are you? If you would describe yourself, who are you?
1: I'm a um, 51-year-old West Coast girl, mother of two Um, from uh, an entrepreneurial family from the start. Um, Born and raised, working in the family company. Um, And as soon as I could stand on my own two feet, I left Sweden and I spent some time in the UK. Um, And been, I don't know, time is so fast. I'm Mm. 51 already and I've done all these things. Mm. I think my... Um, what was the family company? What did they do? Oh, it was um, a very a male industry. The family company was actually supplying car workshops. You know, the, the people who fix the cars mm-hmm. when they're broke mm-hmm. and paint them. So we used to supply all <clears throat> work uh, body, uh, I, don't, I think you call them spray shops or paint shops, with mm-hmm. equipment. Oh, mm. okay. So I was working in the warehouse or filling out papers or whatever two hands were needed. I used to jump in and just help, you know, make mm. some extra cash. That's amazing. Yeah. And then what? And you studied? I went to school like everyone else. And when I finished my gymnasium, as we call it here, um, high school, high yeah. school, kind of, I was 17, 18, just about to turn 19, actually, and I met a guy, and he was British, so I moved to England, mm. and I stayed there for about two years,
0: um, and then I came back. And what did me. you do there in England? Well, Who, who were you when you were in England? If we, if we take this aspect yeah. of identity... Mm.
1: I was um, a very curious uh, and pretty naive, I think. Uh, but that was super at the time because I jumped at any uh, any occasion I could have to get a job and supply or what do you call it support myself um, and uh, my family there at the time, which was basically my husband. So you were married to him? I married you I got married, married at that nineteen. Guy. Yes. Wow! <laughs> very courageous. And also super naïve. I mean, I, I really didn't know who this person was, and it took me a few years to find out. And we weren't really meant uh, for each other. Um, mm-hmm. But it was very... Um, a time full of um, knowledge. I learned the British language fairly well. Um, since I came from Sweden with my grades, we had so many grades in Sweden, I had... Um, um, what do you call it? Um... Uh, A-levels or O-levels, I think you would translate them, you know, the Swedish grade that mm-hmm. you get when you finish mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. There were so many subjects, so the British employers thought that was fantastic with all the languages and everything we had studied. So I applied for jobs, you know, basic ones, receptionists mm-hmm. and administrator, and so on, and I was offered all of them.
0: Um, it was very good. easy, I must say very that when, when we were we are it's one year apart mm. with us. Yeah. and I think that when we were young, it was so easy to get a job. Mm. I mean, I got my first job when I was 14,
1: yeah.
0: and since then I've never been unemployed.
1: I think that is um, very helpful if you if you can you know earn any kind of, of money or help in somewhere and learn. Um, that you've, you find um, self-respect and self-confidence, you can make money and take care of yourself and you're not so dependent. Mm. Um, so I, I try and ask my children to help or I tell them to help as much as they can to try and make them independent mm. as much as possible. So maybe that that is something that you and I have in, in common. I think
0: also it's uh what do you say it's a not benefit it's a it's a, a super like a superpower that mm. for me for example I worked in the restaurant industry for many years like from I was 14 to I was 21 mm. and then whenever things got troublesome or something I could always go back to waiting tables. Yes. You me know too. I could always go back to this basic job you know, being of service, just knowing I can always support myself mm. on this uh, kind of trade, because mm. it is trade. Yeah, And um. I think now these days, maybe sometimes the kids are more like not so eager to take on the easy jobs.
1: Mm. I, I I agree. I mean, the, the sooner you find out that you are able to supply for yourself mm. and work hard, and, and I was taught from, uh, you know... The very minute I could count that I could actually go and help out and, and you know, help the family and also be independent. So I've never been afraid to, to roll up my sleeves and get out there and, and I worked in bars, I worked in salons, sweeping the floor, I've been cleaning, I've been mm. I have mean, been doing all sorts of things.
0: I'm thinking, shall shall you try and raise the volume? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's gone down.
1: Okay, cool.
0: I'm sorry, but we we are yeah. Okay, that's so better. maybe maybe you didn't hear one word of what we said right now. Uh, because we're doing, a, it's a new setup. We are, uh, we are at Miriam's place with a new mic and we are two super, super technicians here working <laughs> together to get this right. So maybe you didn't hear anything and uh, that's okay. So hopefully you have to lower the volume a bit now. Yeah. Yeah um okay anyhow uh we were talking about you you like 1920 going to Mm, the UK being mm. married and then you are a wife yes Um, and that's a role
1: that is a role
0: that's an identity for a young girl
1: yeah that was interesting you you told me to write down a few of the roles yes that I've had in my life and I think um except for being you know my background being a West Coast girl um, with... Um, is
0: that a... When you say a West Coast girl, mm-hmm. that is some kind of identity to you?
1: It is. Um, it is in a way, because I've, I've discovered that living here in Stockholm, I mean, don't make, get me wrong, I, I love this place, so mm. I get the best of both worlds. But my... <clears throat> sorry. my um, the, the sense of who I am, my true self, is... Um, that kind of, of culture and identity is what I connect to where I come from, the West Coast. It's um, a big little town. I mean, I'm a country girl and I say that I'm not raised in the city. Mm. I'm not cosmopolitan. I'm not a city person, basically. So um, a lot of the time, but maybe you've heard me say that as well when I work, I just I pick up things under my arm and I go. I'm mm. a very practical Um, kind of person Mm -hmm. and that's how i solve i get myself out of crisis um curious and and i i would say down to earth but that would be i guess people around me uh they can be the judge of that Mm -hmm. but that's what i aim to be
0: anyway because i'm thinking now that uh is there a what is the truth? If we're gonna investigate the truth behind things, that are you different because you are born and raised on the west coast, than if you're born and raised in Stockholm or in London or at the countryside, or I'm born up north in Sweden, mm. uh, how does that make us different? Like, uh, I know I once got a job, one of my first jobs actually, because uh, I was born up north. And that uh, boss, he said that northern girls, mm. they're very reliable. And I was like, aha. <laughs> I, I was the biggest liar on the planet <laughs> at that time. But he thought that my origin made me a reliable person. Mm. So yeah. I think that's also interesting when it comes to uh, talking about identity. and uh, It's it's true. I mean, when you live in a
1: big city, um, it's different from coming from the countryside because there there's not so many of us. I mean, I was... Born and raised in a little place, uh, which I used to hate when I was a kid, called Orsa, and there weren't that many people living there from the beginning. And, and I used my friends lived out there in the countryside, and they were farmers, and they were raising chickens and, and pigs, and I mean, real, real life people. And I mean, there weren't that many of them uh, to make the whole community go around. So you had to depend on people, and you had to be reliable because if you weren't reliable, everybody would know. Because mm. everyone knew it each other. It was too tiny. If you live in a big city, I mean, you can you can do something and you can back out of it and then pop up in another community and people won't know who you are. So it does, I think, bring in something to your personality and your background mm. and your identity, where you were born and raised, mm. how people speak to each other, what are traditions. Um, I think th- it does affect you
0: in a way. I think it affects us, but that is the question that if it's like, if it... Changes our who we are in the deeper, but we're going to dig into mm. that more. Mm. So, if, if you because I asked you, write the list of mm. all the roles that you have had in your life. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, do you want me to finish first the, the my background and, and get us because it's I won't be as detailed, but I could you know kind of bring us into uh, mm. the here and now,
0: yeah, 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 really you, quickly. You can do it, yes. So, please.
1: after. Um, after coming back from from England, <clears throat> I just then I grabbed an opportunity to um work for for wherever I could, of course, because I came back from England, so I wasn't really aware of what was going on. But I was lucky enough to get a a job with the Swedish Chambers of Commerce because they were the only ones at the end of the eighties to actually be able to lend out extra uh stuff. Nowadays we have manpower and we have all of these temporary employment functions but at that time um i could get experience for many different companies at that age and i was just above 20 and i remember asked they asked me okay so um do you know display right four? and i was like a question mark i've never heard of Display right 4. but i kind of figured okay that's probably a uh like nowadays you go what is that word it's 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 um a program for instead... Because you used to type on a typewriter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the display right software was hooked up to a computer, which, of course, then you have to get yourself into the world of computers. And I kind of figure, oh, I guess that must be what you use in the office to type things. So I lied. And I said, oh, well, you know, I don't know display right four, but I know display right three. So if you give the manuals, I, you know, I'll study and I'll be right on there. Mm-hmm. Right on. And I'll dig into it and I'll be in on Monday. So I took the books, and I got myself into it during the weekend. And then on Monday, I knew just as much so I could get around an office and type mm. stuff. And that got me started. So mm. my career that way started, could, I don't know, you could call it a lie. Really? But it wasn't really, really? Yeah. telling the truth. So then it just rolled on from there. And, and I really didn't apply for jobs until I was much older. But people kept asking me, oh, can you come and work for us and do this and da, da, da. And I worked extra in bars and, and uh, cleaning or whatever I get, could get mm, myself into. Mm. So as of my identity and who I am now, it's it's my identity is you know, rolling up the sleeves and supporting myself and, and thinking, well, I haven't tried that yet, but I probably know it, so I'll give it a go. And that's turned out to be, um, I don't think, without any exceptions... A way for myself to learn new things and and Mm. try new uh, jobs and just develop as a person. And I think that, in a way, is also part of of my identity, who I am. Uh, Curious enough and maybe both brave and naive enough to try new stuff. Mm. So, I mean, we both, um, when we work together, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but we both jumped into something we hadn't done before, in a way
0: no absolutely not mm. absolutely not mm. but i'm i'm still thinking of like abilities and identities and and why uh, why i wanted to do this podcast together with you was because we are both uh, in between jobs mm-hmm. at the moment yes so we are 50 plus mm-hmm. uh, i got laid off work a month ago mm. And you also uh, kind of the work job we had together where we worked together. Yeah, that, that was
1: w- more than a year ago. Now that was mm-hmm. went
0: sideways somehow. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, and and we both quit that job. Mm-hmm and since then so we are in between jobs and we were talking last week what does it do to us as persons like really Mm. what is identity and identity crisis and so on
1: and what happens to us
0: yeah Mm. so I wanted you to to make a list of your roles and then I'm going to share about my roles Mm. and how they uh, kind of work or worked out or didn't yeah (laughs)
1: Well, I, I kind of uh, divided them into three different kind of roles because um, one of them is who I am as a private person. And that, mm-hmm. of course, doesn't change no matter what job or if I'm unemployed and so on. And, and one part of it is the roles that I've had. I mean, what I had on my my um, CV, on my CV uh, mm-hmm. in a way. And the third one is, is the role I take in groups. So it's three different roles, basically, mm-hmm. and it, it's really one of them that changes when you lose your job, and the other ones remain, and, and I hope to be able to talk more about that later. Um, so except for my personal roles, which has been, of course, um, as I said in the beginning, I'm a mother of two, I'm a daughter, uh, and I'm a granddaughter to someone. And unfortunately, not my mother or my grandmother are not alive anymore, but I can see now how much of their identity has been passed on through me. My grandmother was Sami in the northern parts of Finland, and my mother was brought up uh, in a little farm way up north, close to the Russian borders, with reindeer and all that stuff, but they were living in a house. Um, And it was tough sometimes. Um, And she told me about her upbringing and how hard it was and um, when they had to leave because the Russians came and... and, um, Destroyed their house, and she was a refugee twice in her life, and so on. So, I didn't understand that growing up, but I realize now that I've inherited some of her um, uh, history. I'm part of that too. Mm, of so, when the refugee crisis emerged in 2015, I just realized at that, that time, my reaction to that was so different from the friends. Um, That I've been growing up with because they were they had nothing like that in their history I mean their parents were working they were teachers, Sweden had not been in war for like 200 years Uh, their reaction was so different and for Mm -hmm. me it was okay well we just need to be um, uh, uh, welcoming, caring people and by that reaction we will show who we are Mm. instead of just thinking of um our own, our family, our society for me um, it was a global thing it mm. was much bigger than me as a person so, so that's
0: something you have in your genes mm, that is the, the
1: roles um, mm. and then a godmother, uh, a friend um, and also I'm a people person so mm. I wrote down one of my roles that I've taken is to be support for others and be helped, like a catalyst to help other people grow Mm -hmm. and that is now what I'm finally uh, so happy about being able to make to my own profession uh, and do that what I have unconsciously navigated towards my whole life I love people I love Mm -hmm. teams um, and I love to see people develop and and also go through hardships and come out at the other end with more wisdom and learnings and so on Mm -hmm. so that's that's the roles I've had there Um, and of course in the professional ones Uh, I've been a salesperson I've been into marketing after my marketing examination or exam you call them, exams Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a manager in different ways I've been a CEO of this digital startup where we both worked Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. uh, some time Um, so I've had titles in my life Mm -hmm. but at the same time Titles aren't what's important to me, it's what I do.
0: Exactly, Mm. exactly. Because I'm thinking I'm going to be a little bit pushy Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't want this to be more like a lecture, like just telling things. Because I'm thinking that of all these roles, Mm. uh, when something goes wrong... Everything is easy when everything is good. When you're CEO of a company that is, uh, you know, uh, really growing and everything is working and your staff loves you and everything is fine, everything is fine. But if the company is struggling and you have management issues or, you know, it's going bankrupt and so on, then you suddenly have a role that is very challenging and what it does to you. And with that can an identity crisis can evolve Mm. from something being more or less a job. Yes. When it goes wrong, I wouldn't say only when it goes wrong, because I've been, I I remember the first time I was offered a CEO job, I was 30, I think I was 30 or 29. Mm. And I felt like, wow, I'm so important, Mm. you know, Mm. I'm such an important person and I have like 12 people working for me and I felt so important and I made it part of my identity. And then 2001, the whole crash came and the company went bankrupt Mm. and that crushed my identity in a way. So I'm very curious about these roles that we have, Mm. like what roles kind of connect to our identity, how do we make them, you know, what makes them important and why do they challenge us when things change? Mm. Because we can be... um, When I'm thinking of my roles, for example, uh, my role as a daughter, I I feel I failed, Mm. you know, because I wasn't a good daughter, I wasn't a perfect daughter, they didn't love me... Mm. Uh, as i felt so i felt as a failure as a daughter which meant that i very very early had an identity crisis and was kind of growing up with a this crisis of not being approved of not being really okay so
1: h- how did it manifest itself
0: no but it mani- it manifested that i was like not included in mm-hmm. my family mm-hmm. that they did things without me that le- they left me behind and i was never really counted on or for mm-hmm. And uh, I was bullied, actually, at times. Uh, So it manifested in a very harsh way. Mm. Uh, I also felt that, since this was it, I felt I failed as a sister also. Now, Mm. I am, you know, I am really good at being a sister. Yes. And, And how that changed, and I can see how that role, when I was a sister as a child, it challenged me so much. And now when I'm a sister as an adult, I love it. Mm. I, I rely on it. It's so important to me. If I would lose my sisters, if I would lose my sisterhood, that would challenge me to the core.
1: Mm. Yeah. I so think- I'm thinking at these mm.
0: roles, like what roles do you feel that that either has challenged you when you have when you look back in your life or does challenge you today that are kind of connected to your identity because w- what I'm really thinking and and want us to address is this feeling of being a loser mm. that something changes in this role or you know identity or work or relationship and all of a sudden from one day to another you are a loser
1: mm. I think the crisis in, in that is um because um, when you when you work, I think the language is important, um, because you can either say, "I am a teacher," or you can say, "I work as a teacher." And the "am, I am a teacher kind of tells that that's how you identify yourself. That's who you are. But to me, that's more what you work with. Um, and for me, I've been attentive towards that when I talk to people to see do they identify with being someone just through their work and I see it all the time and I hear people talking about themselves as if their whole being is their professional role.
0: Um, But isn't that so? That people... Isn't that that work is... Because I I heard that to lose your job Mm -hmm. uh, or to lose a child... Uh, or a parent or even to get be retired when kids move out that that's like the most uh, the biggest identity crisis I'm ever i'm sure it, it can be that we really relate to yeah. i am a mother yeah because we don't work as mothers mm-hmm. we are yes. mothers
1: and i i think it's how we relate to our work that uh, can put the the load on us if we identify if I work as a teacher or a lawyer and I say I am a lawyer if I would lose that job title then I would lose my identity I'm sure for a while um so but do you
0: think that it's so easy that it's a word like no, you are or you it's work not as that easy. It. no uh, does it really matter if you say that it's just a word
1: no it's 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 worth putting some attention towards it and and think about how much am I my role and how much am I my person. I mean, Mm -hmm. I am Miriam. That's who I am. That's my identity. And it's worth putting some thought Mm -hmm. onto how much of my job do I let, uh, how much of my job is part of my identity, who I am. Mm. Because when you lose your job, you do not only lose... Or when we lose our job, we don't only lose our income, we also lose touch with people that we have worked for a long time and their attention. And you lose your, um, I mean, profession in a way. You lose your sense of worth mm. because you're worth something in your mm. in your job, um, and that's that's truly can shake your grounds definitely. Mm. So that also can put us into a state that when you have lost your job, you have lost everything. And that, I think, that's where the crisis Mm -hmm. is. Uh, If you're too much connected, if you're too much connected to your work and your work title and your career, then losing it will be um, a a disaster. Mm -hmm. So what I, I mean, I've gone through hardships. I mean... um, We
0: both have. Yeah, been in, in
1: a company that went bankrupt. Um, and that was truly tough, and not only for for I could no longer say that I was an entrepreneur. It completely ruined my my economy mm. financially, and it took me some time to repair. But I had a lot of help from my 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 father. Just straighten up my thoughts, and and you know, stopping and reflecting on how much of that is connected to me as a person, and how much is connected to, you know, well, you know my job, my my
0: professional being. So it is. I know. Tough. I know. We both uh, lost relationships. Mm. Like we both have ex-husbands that uh, kind of met someone else, or mm. uh, we had a divorce and split up, and so on. Can you compare that loss of identity to losing a job? This feeling of self-worth, and I, c- I can yeah. totally relate. Yeah. Mm. to to the for me relationship is b- but i have much more experience mm. in breaking up relationships than i have of losing jobs yeah so maybe that's why it's much worse for me when a relationship comes to an end than when i lost the job mm. and how is it for you do you have any like comparison or well, it's, it's... The crisis yeah. that follows.
1: It, it has... I mean, it can be. Uh, and I have felt at times that I, I, I lost my... I mean, a relationship, one of them was like for 15 years. And then you tend to do everything together and, and um, you know, neighbors and friends and dinners is all connected to being two. And the identity you have then at that point of being... Um, the wife, or the partner, or uh, whoever. Mm. Uh, and when that is no longer, <clears throat> that's what happens in relationship. <clears throat> Sorry. It can be a race of trying to hold on to those uh, connections and people and, and neighbors and friends, not to lose yourself, because that can be totally devastating, mm. uh, being out of the relationship, because from one day to another, you suddenly lose um, con- or connection, <clears throat> with all the people you used to hang around with. And like losing your job, um, I remember you told me on the walk we had the other day that suddenly you were so aware of that now when you did not have a job, then everyone else was talking about it.
0: Yeah, job. But it was so stupid. Yeah. I was at <sighs> a dinner last Friday with mm. three of my best girlfriends, mm. and the ironic thing is that we normally never talk about job. Mm. We never talk about work. Mm and this dinner all they did was talk about work mm. how important work was to them how much they did work these days and how this corona crisis affected their workload and how how it was to work from home and this and that and i just sat there and i realized that i have absolutely nothing in common mm. with you three mm. today yeah and i just felt like it just changed overnight mm. So, what happened to you? How do you feel, did you feel No, I was i'm I'm really happy that I know them so well, so I could say, I could share it with them and say, honestly, right now, I feel like I'm on a totally different planet mm. because I can't I have nothing to say. you know, mm-hmm. i I really, my life at this point, it's so different and I feel very, very insecure. I don't have a job for almost the first time in my entire life mm. and I don't know what to do with this information and I have nothing to share and I feel so, in a way, left out mm. of this conversation.
1: And what was the reaction from from and your friends?
0: No, but they totally understand. Mm. It didn't make them talk. About work less. <laughs> but of course because it was very it important. Was important. It was yeah. very important to yeah. them, you know. And then I can feel like this um, because it's their identity. They are having like a peak mm. in their identity right now. It's kind of, you know, their ego was uh, really big mm. because they were very, very needed mm. at their jobs at this point.
1: I think that this it it puts a finger on actually what is going on right now because all of all of the people I mean most people there still have a job uh, out there but a lot of us will be unemployed for quite some time. Quite
0: many and are it does, un- unemployed you now. It puts right now. us into
1: two groups, and I think that's an important mm. thing we do when we share it. You know, because there's so many who think about it and they are worried of losing their job, and I think that's a good thing to talk about. Mm. For you with them saying, "Hey, you guys, uh, I can hear you talk about." Uh, your job and how important it is and all the changes but I don't have one and this is what's going on inside of me I think that's very helpful to them I mean they have other colleagues that probably should talk about this as well
0: and and this I can feel I can do this with these people because I know them so well or Mm. maybe also because I am as I am Mm. so I really want to 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 look at okay I feel insecure right now I want to look at that it's Mm. better to address it than Mm. to just sit here and or maybe leave early Mm. for example Mm
1: i think it's a great idea to just not totally keep it to yourself i mean you need a a valve somewhere to let all the tension Mm. out because there's Mm. so much going on inside of us right now even you and me who quite we're quite talkative every now and of course there's hesitation and of course there's fear um and it's enough to keep you awake at night and be really really worried because the situation is super serious Mm. but sharing it you know we're all in the same boat in a way and I'm for, like, tell the universe what you want. Tell mm-hmm. the world what you want, uh, instead of not saying anything. And by that, I don't mean go out and, and tell everyone. But so far, I've seen... I'm on some of these social media places, mm-hmm. like LinkedIn. And I had so much respect for the people who said, Hey, you guys, right now, due to this situation with the coronavirus and, and what's going on, I will be out of a job, and I it feels terrible. Mm-hmm. And the response has been massive. It's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, hey, well, I completely understand you here are some links here's someone you might talk to mm. so to to not let fear uh, give you also hesitation that you keep moving in your mind and in your body
0: yeah because i think also that many many crises make us withdraw mm. that instead of opening up and sharing and kind of ask for help instead we go uh, home yeah. and, and kind close of the close the door mm. And maybe we begin to drink or eat or, you know, yeah, well, go down. we feel like
1: shit. I mean, there is, yeah. there is, like, different phases to a crisis. The first one can be denial. Oh, no, no, this is not going on. Uh, when you can't deny it anymore, you're in shock. And that's a very human thing. Oh, my God, I lost my job. I'm in shock. And you react after that. Mm. That's the third stage. <laughs> uh, and when you've passed through that, that then you will enter into something like a reorganization towards the situation you're in Mm -hmm. but you need to go through these different stages to get into the reorganization because you can't go home from the day you lost your job and say oh i have to reorganize now it doesn't work that way we are human beings and we are going to be in shock and we're going to be devastated and to just understand that that is who that's what we are Like human beings, it's normal. We have to go through that stage. Maybe we won't all deny it. I was in a bit of a denial from the beginning. I thought, no, no, this is going to sort itself out. Mm. But the days went on and the weeks went on, and I haven't really done a full-time job in months now. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh wow, I've been in denial Ah. and in a shock, of course, Mm. because I was supposed to. My job was supposed to go a bit longer than I, than it actually did. So um, then I've reacted and now I got my stuff together and I'm reorganizing my life and also my mindset.
0: Mm. Um, Are you more positive now, you feel? Yes, I am. Because I can feel like we, we took our first walk now, In it's two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, for me, what's happened the last weeks, um, I've been working since I was 14 I've been supporting all these kids. You mm. know, I had kids for 32 years and i was been working, supporting them financially and so on. And in January, I told a few friends that from 1st of July, I want to give myself some time off work. I want to do something else. Uh, I need a break. And then this break came one less than a month later. Mm. I was laid off work. Mm. And I just felt like, okay. And... That was not great because I didn't make the decision. No,
1: you were not controlling it.
0: I was Mm. not in control, and I I know that this has been bothering me for weeks Mm. that I was taking, you know, I was absolutely under shock. Mm. You know, I was absolutely going down. I've been working really hard these weeks to keep my mental health, Mm. to sleep, to, you know, really care for myself and so on. And this weekend, I Friday, I had another dinner with my, my girlfriends and and I just have said to them, do you know what? I I think i kind of come to a point when I'm realizing that this period that was supposed to be 1st of July mm. is happening now instead and I'm going to give myself some time off. Mm. I'm not going to run to get a new job. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to go on the path where I'm a loser and you know, where I'm going, I'm just gonna take it for what it is and actually begin to enjoy it. Mm. Mm. But that took, it took five, six weeks mm. to get there. Mm. And I can really see how I could have gotten stuck in a total like uh, performance anxiety that I am nobody. Mm. But how can I be a nobody without the job? How can my worth change? Mm. That's um, how important is the job to our value, Mm. our worth, our self. I was watching TV yesterday uh, about India and all these Indian people who are laid off work. Mm. And by that, they don't have any place to stay because the factory arranges for the the accommodation for them. So Mm -hmm. they lost everything. Mm -hmm. And now they have no money, nowhere to stay and so on. And I'm really thinking that how can I, with this, you know, home, Sweden, everything I have, think... How can
1: I be worried? I mean how can it, I yeah, even uh, We're how, not even close no, to their situation?
0: I know. And it's still it's so connected to my self worth. It's mm. not re it's not real. Mm. You know, my the threat to my survival is not real. Mm. Their survival it's is threatened. T- totally mm. threatened. Mm.
1: I know.
0: And I'm just thinking it's just in my head. Yeah. how can we how can we approach this that when things happen you know a relationship crashes or you know we have an argument we lose a friend for mm. example that mm. could also be mm. terrible yes or we lose the job how can what what can we do to not let it affect us in our core mm.
1: I I think um, for myself mm-hmm. I, I I shouldn't go and say what, what everyone else should do but I in, in my situation, I've been focusing on um, trying to keep two thoughts in my head at the same time, you know. Um, for When something really f- shocking happens, of course, you're in a reaction phase for a while. <clears throat> but the important thing is, what do you do with it afterwards? So I'm also looking at what's going on in the world and thinking, hey, um, I should be more grateful that I am not just thinking about you know next week next month I'm super privileged super happy to live in this part of the mm. world and have the, the possibility to actually relate to what is going on the way I am but um, to, to be able to hold on to two thoughts at the same time is so important because yes I'm here in this situation and it's super bad and I have other I have possibilities now this is a crisis. Um, and a crisis, if you look at the Chinese <clears throat> sign for crisis is made up out of two other words and it's threat and possibility and when you put those two together in the Chinese sign language it becomes the sign of, of crisis <clears throat> so for me, um, just holding those two thoughts at the same time that yes, I can so much, my heart goes out to everyone uh, who is so much more in dire straits than I am and I also have to look up for my own future and take care of the possibilities that are not only closing for myself, but also opening up. So my heart has to be in two places at the same time, and so does my, my head, my thinking, and my focus. So it is possible to be grateful um, for everything that I have and all everything I can focus on and, and the knowledge I can gather for myself now. And also think about compassion and how can I help other people mm. uh, out there in in the world. So m- many times we just focus- we are focusing on on one thought, and on we're, one mindset, and we need to get out of it and actually let more thoughts into our heads.
0: I think also when when I think when a crisis hits us, we are so we we are direct all energy into ourselves and mm. we become very self centered around this crisis. And I think that is. Absolutely, as it should be when it hits us. But it's so important not to get stuck there, to get help, to move ourselves out from that position so we're not stuck in victimhood. We're not stuck in the thought that we are losers, that we are no longer employed by this company and therefore I have no value Mm. and I will never get a job again and no one will hire me and everything will go just... And I'm thinking about this. Every day, we are giving the freedom of choice that we can actually choose. Mm, yes, we can choose with our thoughts. And this may seem like totally. I know for a person who is very depressed, who is very low, or very you know, in a victim situation where it's very difficult to get out of your head. But it is actually so. We have freedom of choice to to choose a negative or a positive thought we can actually choose between uh, you know left or right mm. wrong mindedness or right mindedness mm. you know what is the what is the right action to take here mm. and here i think it's so important i think we we have far too little of mentors N- normal people mentors yeah, when it comes there. when it comes to mm. crisis mm. to actually say hey you don't have to go that way you can actually see what are the Mm. opportunities with this crisis because as you say there is always opportunities in a crisis
1: i think that's a very good point because we do need when it's i mean they always say it's always the darkest before the dawn Mm. and when you're dangling with with your feet of the edge of the unknown that Mm. we are right now it's so good sometimes to find a mentor to find Mm. someone you know and in my life, I've discovered it's much more easy for me to give advice and be supportive of other people <laughs> than myself. So um, I'm like, that's that, I, I feel that's what you, we do, you and yeah, I. It's yeah. like we are mentors to each other because I can give you some good advice. And then I'm like, hmm, that was pretty good advice. I should do that myself. Hmm. Just to find someone in, in proximity or someone you're digitally connected to, you might not hmm. even have met them just say, hey, can we be each other's mentors because we are in the same spot right now. And some days are so shitty. I mean, Mm. I wake up and I'm like, I'm freaking useless. What am I... I mean, I'm 51 and all these younger people, they're more educated and they're going to they're get these missions and these jobs.
0: And then you can always think, Shama... But Shama's 52. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's one year older than me. <laughs> She's one, yeah. one year
0: further yeah, yeah, than yeah. to the grave.
1: And just find someone who can be that mentor because then giving other advice is also growing yourself. Mm. And I believe mm. at this point, this time... Uh, I mean, we're privileged. We have... Um, we, 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 I believe we can afford... To to get lost one month or two months, you know? Mm. Financially, not everybody does have that chance. Mm. But everybody has a chance in the morning to say, okay, this is going to be a shitty day. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll just stay within that feeling and let it pass. But then after that, there's something else coming and grab that feeling and say, okay, everything is not shitty. I have my integrity. I'm still creative. I still have all this work experience. Mm -hmm. um, And just keep moving, both Mm. mentally and physically. Like we we take our walks out there and and we laugh and and we're sad and happy and we look at birds and we Mm. say all these silly and and smart things. We're keeping, we're moving. Mm. And that also moves you mentally, you know? So that's when you become creative. That's when you meet someone and and you you return with a smile. That's Mm. enough to get that day going. Mm. And look for the little things in life that might help you. Put the radio on. Get on the YouTube, get on TED Talks, find people who inspire you and put you into the right mindset for a little while. Because when you feel inspired and grateful, stress cannot be there at the same time. Worry and gratitude does not comply. Mm. Um, So for a little while, you're going to give yourself a window of hope and inspiration and and, uh, other feelings. And then yes, you can be worried some days, and some days will be completely screwed up. Mm. But not all the time, and that might be that thing that will keep you moving forward. You know, find that mentor out there.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's super important to ask for help, and to to actually uh, accept help, even if it's not where you expected it. Mm -hmm. Yes, looking because the interesting thing is that when we connected now, Mm. I didn't know that you. weren't working and you didn't know i was no so it was more like a coincidence Mm. and and i'm thinking that to really have this um i know also it's not so easy if you get stuck into a place of being a loser Mm. and feeling like you know days go they they pass i shared today on instagram that every morning my sister she's the cutest uh we facetime almost every breakfast we facetime and she's like where are you go? Where are you going? Like, wh- mm. what do you mean? But you're you're looking so good, and I'm like, <sighs> but Stina, I you know, I take a shower every morning, I put on some makeup, and I dress up mm. because you don't know. No, you don't know who I'm gonna meet or Facetime with today. And for me, not working at the moment is not an excuse for me to kind of go down. Or I know, and I'm gonna share with you that last week. Not the last two, three days, but the last week, I had, you know, the feeling like, okay, I'm going down.
1: Mm.
0: Mentally, I'm actually going down. I had like a little, uh, what do you say, flicked. Mm. What is it's like? It's like a fan.
1: Like wind, a little yeah.
0: wind coming mm. of suicidal thoughts. Mm. Like, whoa. I'm feeling useless. Yeah, yeah. This is, oh, this is how it starts, mm. you know? Mm. This is when I begin to go down. Is it really possible for me now to go down again? And I realize, of course, mm. it can happen to me. It can happen to anyone. It can happen to me and can happen to anyone. Mm. Even though I feel I'm very, you know, um, grounded and okay, I still felt last week, it can actually happen mm. It again. sneaks up on you. It sneaks up mm. on you. Therefore, it's so important to really have some kind of routine that even if... A crisis happen we can't dwell on it we mm. can't like we give us a time but then we need to actually shape up our act mm. or if we can't someone has to step in and say you gotta get up now mm. on your feet again and start a moving good
1: Yeah, because if, if you can keep that together or w- rather when you keep that together that you do you get some routines every day at least that's in place like mm. you get up dress up show up for yourself mm. uh if you don't have a workplace to show up you show up for yourself and you do that every morning you make your bed and you go up you come back and the bed is made and the kitchen is is tidy and that feels good you know mm. you are taking care of yourself it's the little things mm. um of course you can have days when you're, you spend half of the day or the whole day in bed i don't care but don't make it into a habit keep your give yourself that Uh, those good habits do the 10 minutes of yoga every morning at Mm. the same time Uh, give someone a call at the same time keep Mm. your routines in a way i think that's a good way i love how you say also
0: that you do you show up for yourself yes because i think that's the difference with going down Mm. and becoming suicidal is that you don't give a shit about yourself Mm. and at the beginning i think you May need to force yourself mm. to actually do and that's w- why routines are really really good
1: yeah. the body and the mind are so connected that
0: um, if if
1: you if you feel if you if you're really super deeply depressed you will let go of your body you don 't care about mm. that mm. Uh, if you feel those days when you feel down if you do manage to take care of your body they the body will create um, more um, thoughts of more energy Mm. you know when you move when you do something Mm. for yourself Mm. it will create other thoughts so that is deeply connected and if you you can keep moving Mm. uh, in one way or another that's a good sign of health because depressions don't come from one day or another unless you you suffered a great loss of Mm. course Mm. it does Mm. in a second in a split second but that nudging of your personality and your capabilities that sneaks up on you and once you become aware of them, then you can stop it. you know
0: mm-hmm. and you can
1: you can find help um, and talk to people and say, "I have these thoughts. What do you think is going on?" what you said right there just ask for help is super important. i think
0: it's super important i think it's so important to say hey i lost my job i feel like a loser mm-hmm. i'm 52 years old mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in my life i'm unemployed mm-hmm. it scares the shit out of me i feel useless mm-hmm. i, I do have help. an identity
1: anymore i don't know who I, I need am. help Everything and it's like shaken. okay
0: because i think also someone can help you with a reality check mm-hmm. Yes,
1: of to course. really see
0: what's true and not true. Yeah. and I'm thinking, I I wrote here, I wrote what is eternal, and when when I when I think of what is eternal in me, my work positions they are definitely not eternal yeah. because I've been working from air traffic controlling to, uh, you know, uh, the IT business education mm, to. To being an inventor, entrepreneur, to being in the charity industry, to being like, you know, so many waiting tables. That is not eternal. Mm. Absolutely not. I'm thinking also the role as daughter is not eternal. My parents are dead. Mm. The role as sister, that's only eternal until one of us leaves. With the kids as a mom... It's not eternal because sometimes we lose our children or they, you know, something happens. So they or break we, up with
1: us. Or, yeah,
0: mm. or we die. Mm. You know, it's not eternal. But I'm thinking, what is eternal in us? It's mm. definitely not job. Mm. It's not.
1: I'm not sure that there is anything that is internal because we keep changing and developing and transforming all our lives. And one thing to think about when, when you're down and out as we are every now and then i think most people are mm-hmm. is that nothing is forever and it's not just me i'm not alone in this it's going on all over the place and yeah, to think if that we have
0: it you yeah. and i we can count on that there are many many more people so many so many so many right now that actually we were talking about also the mental health situation overall the general one yes because of the corona crisis that is going to be massive mm-hmm.
1: and the, the the or at least for me i i realized that in these days when you're kind of making interactions with other people a minimum i'm even physically staying mm-hmm. away from people when mm-hmm. i shop you know mm-hmm. i've never done that so i've become aware of how important meeting other human beings how important that is Mm. Uh, and I think one of the issues with mental illness, especially within the, the young ones, is that they're on social media now. They don't meet as much with other people. And I think that social interaction is so important for us. Mm. And in other times, being unemployed, I would be much more out with people or make myself Networking more. Yeah. more yeah. Of course, now we don't do that in, in, in a sense because, I mean, the situation is very, very special and very mm. super rare. Um, But I realized how important it is to have physical contact. And I think to try and even though we're at home and we feel like shit, to try and have that connection with other people, even Mm -hmm. though it's just being part of a community or whatever it is, um, rather than just having being in touch with no one. Makes a difference. Mm. Yeah. Online, I
0: think the online socializing is mm. growing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Also, you can see people in Italy going out on their balconies yeah. and singing and yeah. getting in touch, and you can see it back home here in Sweden as well that, that we understand uh, the importance of, of the human touch mm. and interactions. We're, we're mammals, we're pack mm. animals, we need that mm. very much.
0: But I'm thinking, I, I, I have a feeling that there is something in me that can never die. And that is my essence, mm. you know. It doesn't that I am even if my parents are alive, even if I'm uh, employed, yes mm. or no. If I have a relationship, yes or no. There is something in me that is totally unaffected by whatever mm. happens. Mm. And at this time, I'm very much going into okay. What's this inside of me that actually? don't care about the outer Mm. that is totally okay still Mm. and I'm trying to connect to that core more and more and more and I have a feeling that whenever I'm at peace when I feel totally calm totally relaxed then I feel okay this is it this is who I am I am peace
1: that is the internal feeling within you.
0: Yeah, this I, is like I
1: feel. Actually, that's right. I'll take back what I just said. No, yeah, because this feel. is like
0: this is the truth. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here like, nah. Okay, I got it. This mm. is the truth. This is who I am. And you okay, can
1: feel it. That's yeah, great. because now I said that I believe nothing is inter- eternal, and in a way, it's not. Um, maybe not even this planet or the universe. I don't know. But when you said the essence, mm. I think that is something that you take with you. Mm. If, if the essence and the, and the mission and the, the core belief you have that. You want to do good, or you want to help other people, or you want to develop, or you want to... I don't know what you want to. I think that's, that notion that drives you, that powers you all the way through life, that can be constant. And that does not disappear when you are out of a job, even though if it's voluntar- voluntarily, mm-hmm. oh, that was a hard word, voluntarily or not. That's within you. You still want to do good things or develop or... or thrive or, or do as good as you can and then go home and do whatever is your hobby I don't know mm. but that can be constant throughout your life and I think for me to, to keep my depression at bay or my feeling of, of, of worry at bay is just trying to focus on what I still am mm-hmm. you know, I'm still the mother, I still have my creativity, I still reach that, out that, that's
0: one word I mm. wrote down yeah? creativity yes for me, that is something that is kind of eternal. Mm. We can always create whatever it is if it's like a little you know a little
1: um, solution
0: food yeah. or whatever mm. we can always create something. Mm. I feel that creativity is something that is that is a gift that we always have mm. <laughs> i'm 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 just thinking that in crisis, because there are so many. If we would lose our identity with every crisis, if every crisis would affect us in our core, mm. I would be a big jigsaw puzzle spread out all over the world without contact. Mm. you know and you would be
1: a whole picture there would be would never
0: be I would just be a scattered picture, but I'm not. Mm. So something is me has gone through all these crises mm. and is intact.
1: I think one thing that we have to keep in mind is that when we are out of a job, no matter how we lose it or do not have it anymore, we do not lose our worth. No. Your worth is still there. Just as much as it was the other week or the other year. Your worth is intact. Your yeah. human worth. Of course. Uh, and your worth as a mother and a friend and so on. Um, I think... Um, that that it it could be hard to grasp sometimes but it's still there and i can tell everyone listening your worth is
0: intact and how can we make a work title more important than our worth Mm. i know it's that's the paradox Mm. that's really like how could you know we make a title or uh you know I know people who stay together with their wives or husband even though they don't love them because they don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And if they are no longer married, who are they? How are they as a single, you know, to be uh, a standalone person? And I, I think that to, to realize that there's nothing, nothing can be more important. Not even m- motherhood mm-hmm. can be more important than the essence and who we are Mm
1: -hmm. and And to be able to find it and hold on to it
0: yes and Mm -hmm. really find that core and realize that actually because i think for me that gives me peace Mm -hmm. to realize that whatever happens to me i will still have this core Mm
1: -hmm. and there's so much good in everyone i mean the the worth it manifests itself in many ways there is
0: only good in everyone Mm -hmm. there is in deep town, that is my conviction. That deep town at the core is only good in everyone.
1: Well, that, let's make that the mantra. You know, to to give yourself credit for your own worth and the good thing. I mean, you can find things every day uh, and and give yourself positive feedback in, and and credibility. Give yourself kudos for something good you've done mm. today. I mean, what mm. for instance? What have you done today what that I... you can credit yourself for?
0: Putting <laughs> <What laughs> you I on do? the spot what did i do today i helped my daughter down with her stuff to her new little car i made her two some i really treated her like a baby i made her little you know sandwiches so she she didn't go hungry Uh and and you know that was like today's effort yeah um that's great and what did you do for yourself that you could be
1: like, oh, that was good.
0: For myself, I went to see you. Uh, went on the bike. I love going on the bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a coffee in the sun, yeah. met a friend. That's good. And I just felt like, no, I really also, I slept nine hours last night oh. because I was so tired and I really slept so long. And when I wake up after nine hours, I feel like uh, I'm worth it. That's great. Yeah. You did good. I you really did good.
1: You did something for yourself. so And I did too. Um, I did get a good night's sleep. I, I got up. I got a shower. I I'm put the sleeping, makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I organized some stuff that I've mm. been, you know, putting off for ages. I've done it now for myself. So every single day there is something.
0: And I think also it's an energy thing. Mm. I think also you can have the energy of, okay, I, I lost my job. Interesting. I wonder what's coming. Mm-hmm. Because obviously something is coming, something else is meant to Absolutely. be, because there are no coincidences. No. So it's just to have this acceptance phase, kind of shorten it if, mm-hmm. if we can, mm-hmm. to not worry, to not go down, to not feel you know negative thoughts, mm-hmm. and, and to realize that something else... Because if we were meant to work at that place where we worked, we would. Mm.
1: And there is something else around the corner, and we of just don't know course. what it is. So I wonder now, sitting here right now.: I'm I'm What curious. my next job will be. No, because I will I... have one eventually. It's just, it will be there. I, and I think the scary thing is just sitting there not knowing, um, And of course, you know, financially and all that, I have so much respect for that, and I've absolutely been in those places myself, being bankrupt and having nowhere to go and all that. Mm. So I know what it's like. I know what it's like. But that had an end, too. And that also sneaked up on me, you know. Mm. So eventually it will be there. And I look forward to that day when I'm like, wow, I'm back on track.
0: Mm. And this, and, and that this was uh, meaningful. Mm.
1: It is. There is a lot of knowledge and wisdom also in being in these situations. We just don't know it sometimes until we're on the other side or we are
0: mm. around the corner. Mm.
1: So, yeah. And it's, it's great for me to even sit here and be able to share it with you.
0: Uh, i think sharing sharing i i've learned really since i started this podcast i've learned that sharing uh with anyone actually to to just share what's going on inside of me right now how does it feel what does it do to me Mm. and what do you think about this and ask for you know help i think it it solves almost every problem Mm. that's great yeah, just telling them out loud, and then you feel like, okay. Mm. Then you come to another step, like an elevated place, like, okay, there is something. The energy shifts. Mm. Well. And when you sit on it, when you sit on your problems, and you don't speak them and and give them a voice, they tend to grow in your head. Mm. And worries grow with your negative thoughts, and to just say them, speak them out loud, mm. and and... I have begin uh, begun to write. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so
1: great! What are you writing? I'm writing a book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. On the topic suicide. Wow. Mm-hmm. I
0: would love to read that when that is. I have my I own have, experience. I, I yeah.
1: have a brother took life. I yeah. know. I know. So, so that, that will be also very, very connects us. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's a
0: book. So read. it's a book to help people to really mm-hmm. to really go into this topic and mm-hmm. and see. Uh, if I could actually be of service in this area Mm. because I'm thinking also why would I have this much experience in this uh, absolutely uh, you know terrible area of life Mm. if I'm not to use it you know Mm. so I begin to write I'm writing like a synopsis Mm. Mm.
1: that's wonderful I mean you had your two podcasts of the subject and it's it's so not talked about enough, and the research is not there as yet, but I feel there is a moment that there are things going on uh, out there that are so helpful mm. in taking the stigma out of talking about it mm. that used to be there. It was, you know, a family devastated by suicide was like outcast. People wouldn't dare to talk to them and wouldn't knock on the door, and wouldn't know what to say, and then they did that. They They drew away, they... They turned the other cheek mm. because they didn't know how to. No, help.
0: yeah, it's, it's a lot. You can see that in, in, in families, there is a lot of suicide back in generations mm. uh, that's not talked about, mm. that's covered up, that actually comes up in future generations. Mm. So it's like a family constellation thing also. So, That's a great subject. For yeah, both. so I'm going to record a third po- episode, and it's going to be actually about what I shared before, that the feeling of it coming back, when you think you're safe, and then you actually realize that life isn't really safe. Mm-hmm. That Some things, you know, it's like I read something the other day that was so good, I can't remember it, but it was really like to be a savior... Uh, and to help other people you need to really know what you're talking about you need the experience you, you can't just uh, you, you, don't, you don't have to live it but you need to have more or less a foot in it you need to have it uh, as, as a, a well of wisdom mm. to gather information from you can't just cut it off so I think this will always be with me because if, I, if I'm kind of free of it I won't be able to help anyone because I'm not connected to it Anymore.
1: I think that's the great thing about your podcast because you always talk from your heart uh, and it things that you mm-hmm. have experienced yourself mm. uh, and that's what makes it uh, authentic for me really
0: it feels, it feels like uh, important to just be as we are mm. to really to and to not pretend and cover up and, and I think that humanity is going to be if everyone could be like my dog but <laughs> well, we can strive he's we can so strive to be and open and honest and he's jealous and he's like he's sad and he's happy and he's everything, all emotions out well attack. he's your dog, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you you bring this out of
1: him. It's a lovely dog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so mean really inspiration do. is all around. I mean, mm-hmm. that's
0: wonderful. So to wrap this up, mm-hmm. uh, would you, if, if someone except you and me, because now you and I, we're very fortunate. We're sitting here, two mm. people together. We are in this situation. We don't have a job at the moment. And we've gone through the phase of being losers, feeling like, well, will this ever end? And we're too old and this and that. Mm. And there are people most likely who don't have a Miriam or a Shama mm. to share with. Uh, what piece of advice could you give to to someone most likely a woman is listening and who is maybe now with the corona crisis lost her job Mm -hmm. worrying about finances or Mm -hmm. self-worth and if you will give some advice
1: well i think my best advice well it's actually two one of them is just um Beware of how you reflect on things and how you think about things, because I think you become what you think. And if you if you spend just a little bit of time and just thinking, how am I reacting to this? You know, stepping out of yourself, being able to zoom out and look at yourself from the outside, and reflect on how is this crisis affecting me? What is going on inside? You know, how how do I feel? Where do I want to go? Give yourself that. Be your own as much as you can. Some days it can be really shit hard to do that. But if you can, reflect on where you are and decide where would you would like to go. Um, I think that is, is a way of self-leadership and, and self-support. And the other one is is get out there and and find knowledge, find inspiration, find a mentor. Uh, ask for a mentor uh, tell the world what you want and that could be at home in front of your laptop it could be i don't know um, there are many sources of wisdom out there and, and keep moving mm. that is mm. the thing this mm. thing is going on in so many of us at the same time mm. so self some kind of self-leadership
0: mm I think that is really, really good. And I'm also thinking that the first thing you said that to self-reflect and so on, one important thing to notice is that when this happens, it often triggers something old in us. Another episode where we felt you know rejected or worthless or not wanted and so on. So often the reactions that come are much, much bigger because we have unhealed traumas in the past. So it's, I think it's also a good time when this happened to actually go to therapy, Mm -hmm. to actually see what does this do to me and why, Mm -hmm. you know, and what is before, because maybe there is something before that needs healing. So this can be more of an opportunity Mm -hmm. than to really just cut us uh, that is, off. Daddy,
1: therapy has helped me so much through difficult times. We, we love therapy. We love therapy. <laughs> I mean, I bring the car when it's broke. <laughs> I take it to the car uh, uh, workshop or whatever. And But it's so good um, to do that. That is, is truly really an investment in mm.
0: yourself. In and I think way. when li- life crashes, it's mm. a really good time to to go ask for help. To actually go to therapy also. Yes. And I think the the really good advice that I got from you uh, is that to actually gather knowledge. That mm. this is a period not to just sit and watch Netflix. No, no. You can actually there's so much knowledge. Yeah. Pump
1: yourself up with new stuff you didn't know in the morning,
0: and when you go to bed, yeah. you will know more than when you woke up. And I have this also. What do I actually like? What do I want to do? Mm. I want to play theater. I want to sing. I want to take piano lessons. Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to dance. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe this is the time. This is the time. We can go look for work. (laughs) We can look (laughs) for. We can have shitty
1: days, but we can
0: also we can also have fun. Yes, yes. and knowledge can also be fun, and it can also be that you have been in a profession for thirty years and you are laid off, and then you realize, hey, I don't even enjoy being a lawyer. What do I? I want to be a song and dance man, mm, mm. you know. So it's also an opportunity to see what you really like. Yeah. What is your passion? Mm. Because often our work isn't our passion; mm. it's a way of surviving. So that's
1: true. That's a great piece of advice.
0: Okay. Very much. Thank mm. you so much. Thank you so Thank much you for, for having me. It's lovely, wonderful. lovely, yeah. and the sun is shining outside now and uh, i'm gonna soon get on my bike and thank you for having me in your beautiful home and if you have any questions if you want to share of course you you can always send me an email uh, shamaperson at gmail.com or you can share your voice on my instagram Uh, i love to receive your messages and I wish you wherever you are at and how you feel. I wish you a beautiful day and that you are safe. Okay.
1: Take care, all of you. Okay. Puss.